Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Waking Up to Wisdom. I'm so happy to be here. I hope you all are just feeling good and you're in a great spot. And if you're not and you're struggling, then I hope to add a little bit of clarity and light and love into your life today. Um, And if none of those things, then I hope maybe what I'm going to talk about today, what I'm going to discuss, will resonate and maybe be an aha and light bulb moment like it was for me. Oh my gosh, let me tell you, this was like one of those things where you've heard about these topics your whole life. You've read about them, you thought about them, you just kind of thought you were one way and then one day, one moment, somebody says something to you and everything clicks. Everything falls together and all of a sudden you start to see yourself in a whole new way, a whole new light. This was one of these moments for me and that's why I'm bringing it here for you today. And it's this revolutionary idea about introvert versus an extrovert. Or not even versus, but introversion and extroversion. So today we're going to unpack what they are, what I've always kind of thought they were, how I identified with one of them for the majority of the beginning of my life, how it defined how I was in social situations and in my own personal inner worlds, And the discovery I made about myself that completely flipped everything around for me and actually allowed me to learn more about who I was, feel more comfortable in my own skin. This one idea helped me to say no to things more confidently, helped me to be assured in my decisions and to know that I am not freaking crazy, that I'm not crazy, that this is actually a thing. Okay, so... We're going to dive in, and I really hope some of this resonates, and I hope some of you maybe get that whole like, oh my gosh, this is so me kind of feeling too, right? Because those are sweet. Those times when you hear something from someone or you read something from a book, and it just changes everything. You know, it changes your perspective. Those things is what I live for. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we're going to get started. All right, so all my life as a young girl in school, middle school, high school, you know, all the schools, (laughs) all the years, I was always kind of born bubbly, feisty, intense. Um, I was kind of like the loud one. Everyone always knew I was there. I always kind of spoke up. Um... I had a very intense personality. Um, I I still, quite frankly, kind of do. But I was always the one that people labeled as, oh my gosh, she's so extroverted. She's so outgoing. She's so happy and sparkly and bubbly and positive. And she has this radiance about her. And, you know, those are all beautiful things. And I was labeled very early on because human beings, you know, we all like to define in labels. It's what helps us understand things in this human world that is literally where everything just kind of doesn't make sense is, is, and is unknown and unpredictable. Labels and definitions and theories 
these help our brains wrap our heads around these complex ideas. And then so we kind of like make sense of things, right? This is how identity is formed. We decide something about ourselves. We find something out or discover something about ourselves. And then we believe it as truth. We adopt it as truth. And then we start living it out in our life. And so as a kid, I was always this person, you know, who would stick up for other people and, you know, went to social gatherings and did the things that I thought I was supposed to because that's how my personality was and that's what everyone would call me. You know, when we are defined, especially early on in our life, by other people and they start to label us and start to say these things about us, it's very natural and common that we start to take these on as roles and things that are like, okay, I guess this is just who I am. And so this eventually went on into college and my early 20s. And, you know, I just was like, oh, yeah, I'm an extrovert. I'm an extrovert. But what was happening to me is I was being labeled an extrovert and saying that I was outgoing and I was all these things and I was bubbly and, and you know, I could light up a room and outspoken and all these things. But I would have crippling social anxiety. And so that never really made sense to me. And I would always cloud that or mask it with, you know, drinking or some other sedative <laughs> or, you know, masking it with nervous laughter or jokes or, you know, making sure the conversation never was about me and always about other people, like getting the spotlight off of me so that people would never really know or find out how nervous I actually was in these social situations. So I was this person that could handle myself well at a party and I could talk to people and I was labeled extroverted and bubbly and happy and all these things. But inside, I was crippling with social anxiety and it was draining. It drained my energy and you know, I loved people. Don't get me wrong. Like I had like this thing where I love humanity and want to save the world and, and conquer everything. And, and I just want love to rule. And, you know, I am one of those bizarre weirdos that think that, you know, love is the answer to everything and kindness can transform and alter life. Like I believe those things and I'm crazy enough to believe those things. Right. So I love humanity and I love people and I live with my heart wide open. I live with my heart on my sleeve. I've always been sensitive and extra feely and all these things. And that's why I didn't really understand why I would come home and I would feel so anxious and exhausted and just drained and, and need to literally curl up on my couch for a day afterwards. And then traveling, oh my gosh, it was it was even worse. Like when I would travel to go to a speaking event or something, it was like all this nervous energy leading up and all this anxiety leaving up leading up, all this anticipation and worry. And then of course I would I would get there and I would snap back into that extroverted role that I was always labeled as and always had an identity around. And I, you know, I was that person. And so I kind of like armored up in that, you know, I could perform, I could deliver when it was expected. I did well under pressure. You know, I was all of those things. But then, of course, sure enough, I would be crawling back to my house from the airport, just soaked in exhaustion and you know deprivation and I was so deprived of sleep and peace and all these things and I was just so conflicted with this for so long for so many years I wondered okay I don't really get this 
And so I heard this one scenario about like, you know, well, I'm introverted and extroverted. So I tried that belief and thought on for a while, you know, for a good solid couple of years. And that felt a little bit more true. It felt like I was moving in the direction of true. But then every so often, you know, I would feel the t- the that scale tip again. And I started to get like very, I loved my alone time. And I loved to hold myself up in the world and hide myself in my writing, in my books, you know, in my little office space, my ashram. I just loved doing that. And less and less my need to be out and be the center and make sure that I was, you know, touching the lives of other people and making sure everybody else felt important and the spotlight off of me and being the social highlight that, you know, everybody thought I was or that I wanted to be like, that eventually faded a little bit. And so this idea of I'm half extrovert, half introverted, you know, it didn't really sit well with me. It, did, it didn't make sense anymore. It was like, well, that feels true, but I'm not sure if that is entirely true. So I've always really kind of been confused by this because I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Because these labels and definitions don't feel true anymore. And, you know, I think it's really important that I do that, that we do this, that we think about the things that we always have defined ourselves like every once in a while kind of question that and just see if it feels right or true anymore because we're always changing and our life circumstances are always you know growing us shaping us molding us into new versions of who we are especially with different seasons of life and you know I'm in my late 20s and so I'm sure it'll be very different when I get into my early 30s and mid 30s and all that stuff right like life evolves and so do we But it's good to question. It's good to question the things that we have considered defining about our identity and about the things that we consider very true. And so lately, if you are a listener of this podcast, you know that I am in process of writing my third book right now. And every time I sit down to write and and enter in the season of writing, it's so introspective. Like I'm so in my Haley bubble and I love it because it's all mine and there's no outside influence. There's nobody telling me how to think or how to be or labeling me in any way or expecting anything from me. Like there's none of that. It's just pure me, my voice, my thoughts, my inspiration, my stories that I get to play with in this idea of creativity, right? So whenever that happens, I dive deep into me. And I realized so many things about me, like writing really isn't about the reader. It's about the writer. And that's why I love it so much is because every time I embark on this journey of writing in a new book, it changes me. The process changes me. I literally love the process of it and hate the process of it, really, because the things you discover aren't so great once in a while, you know. But every so often you have those moments where you're like, oh, my God. That unmasking, that unveiling of something that you believe to be so true about yourself for so long. And you realized, this is so not the freaking truth. And I have been living like this and trying to be this way, trying to be this person for so long. And that's why I have been so exhausted. And that's why it 
feels inauthentic. And that's why I, it takes little for me to, to get drained. And that's why I need a lot of rest and recovery and all these things because I'm operating directly opposite of how I am. And particularly, I had this awakening or, you know, whatever, this realization about this introvert, extrovert. And I realized I am 100% introverted through and through. That is me. Like I could be alone for days, for weeks and love every single minute of it. I dive deep into my thoughts. Even when I'm with people, my husband always knows. He always asks me, where'd you go? Where'd you go? You're not here. It's like I'm in my own little magical world. I love it. Right? And then, well, I love it when I'm writing. Other times, it can be my worst enemy. <laughs> um, and my mind and I are still working on, you know, becoming friends and all of those things. But I realized, oh my God, I have been walking around with this aura of extrovert, extroversion and thinking I needed to be the shiny, bubbly, happy, you know, crazy positive one all the time because that is how I was seen. That's how I believed I was when really inside it felt very draining and I felt very um, off kilter. Now that is not to say that my joy wasn't authentic, but it was this idea that I need to be this way all the time. I need to show up this way all the time. I am this. You know, be very careful. The words you say after I am it creates, it creates who you are. It creates a reality. And you want to know what was the deciding factor for me? It was crazy. I was in a therapy session. And I'm explaining to her all my thoughts and feelings about this, right? I'm like, yeah, well, I just... I love being around people, but I can only be around people for a short amount of time or for little amounts of time. And then I need to like go and recoup and like hide away and run away. And, you know, my husband and I are so like respected, respectful of each other's like caves. Like he has his garage and his man cave and all these things where he needs to opt out. And I have my ashram, my little like writing space and office where I need to opt out. And we do this at night and it and why am I having all of this social angst? And why am I like afraid to be like, why am I all of a sudden afraid to put myself out there? Like what? This is so strange. This is not me. It feels so strange because I've been one way for so long and had shifted my identity and thoughts and all these things about it. And she just said, oh, you are an introvert for sure. Like 100%. And I said, well, how do you know? Like, how are you making your conclusions? <laughs> And she says, because if we need to define it, you know, because humans like labels and de definitions, she said, it's not about your personality per se that defines whether you're an extrovert or an introvert. It's how you recharge. So for example, I have a friend and a sister who absolutely recharges around people. She gets energy when she's in a group of people like she loves social gatherings she thrives on the energy she loves hosting mingling chatting talking and at the end she doesn't even want it to end right because she feels so high off life she loves it that recharges her and if she's alone and isolated within her own mind or or house or thoughts for too long she starts to go crazy she starts to feel that need again that she needs to get out and see people and touch and 
you know, obviously this is a little a step above our own basic human need for connection because we all need that, right? But it's deciding what level you need that. How much? How little? And then to be completely okay with whatever that level turns out to be. And it made so much sense because I can go and I can do the shindig and I can speak on stage and I can mingle and, you know, I can go to a wedding or do these events and stuff, you know, but when I come home, I need to retreat. How I recharge is going within myself, meditating, uh, holding up on, on the couch, curled up in a fetal position on a blanket, watching shows, writing, you know, all those things. I need to be away from people, even my husband. And thank God he's an introvert too. So it's kind of cool because we really match and we understand each other at this level where he knows when I need to retreat and let go. And I know when he needs to do that as well. So it's this like the most basic thing, right? Like we've heard this term forever. Extrovert, introvert, oh, you know, and the introverts always kind of like knew that they were. And so I was like, oh, I'm definitely not that because everybody's calling me this because I can do this. So it's how you recharge. How you recharge. Do you recharge with people? Or are you kind of like me where you love being alone? And maybe you don't love it so much because maybe your mind is a little bit of a war zone like mine. But something feels very comforting about it where you have this need to retreat and there's nothing wrong with that. And also there's nothing wrong with being the person that feeds off of other people and doesn't want them to leave and and you love their, because it fills you, right? This is just finding out and discovering how you recharge and being okay with that. And realizing maybe like, how were you labeled? How how would everybody define you? Maybe somebody has been telling you, oh, you're an introvert. You're an introvert. You're an introvert, introvert. But like, there's a deep part of you that really longs to be around somebody a lot more so than the average human being. There's nothing wrong with that, right? This is all okay. And that's what I finally discovered for myself is like, I don't need to be what other people have called me or see me as. That's their perception. And I cannot control how other people view me, take me, or see me. I'll never be able to do that. I'll never be able to control the narrative, ever. But what I can do is control mine and decide for me what feels most true, what feels more genuine, what feels more relief and and secure and aligned in my body, mind, and spirit, right? Like I can do that for me and you do that for you so it was just such an eye-opener for me because I was like oh my god like I've been living my life for so long in this one idea that I am just this and once I shifted this perspective and this idea that no, like I love my introvertedness. I love the fact that I can hold up and, and, and this is what allows me to be cognizant enough so I can write and be so good at it. And well, not so good at it, but <laughs> um, I meant good at the consistency of it, showing up every day, writing and writing and writing and 
you know, being able to go into my own internal world without any pressure that I need to be performing because it is exhausting to try to be one way when everything else is screaming for you to be this way, which is your true nature and who you really are. So here's another cool discovery I made. There's a difference between extroversion, introversion, and outgoing or ingoing. (laughs) I don't know the other one, but not outgoing, right? So I can be outgoing, meaning like when I'm with people, I like to ask questions. I like to get to know them. I'm very curious. I'm very inquisitive. I, I love to, you know, chat up somebody at the airport. I don't know. Just talk to strangers (laughs) at the grocery stores or or get to know people you know I I love doing that um that's outgoing because it's (laughs) short-lived and I know that there's an ending in sight but then I'm also introverted so I'm finding myself in this weird spot where it's like okay asking myself do I feel like being outgoing which is social do I feel like exerting my energy in that way or do I feel like I need to retreat inside a little bit and return back to me return back home, which is something I've been asking myself lately. And I think it's powerful. I think these questions are like the foundation of our growth is what feels most true and genuine for me. What feels more relieved? And I love that relief. Like when you have a decision to make and you're torn between two things and you're really tussling with it, I always tell my friends and myself this too, like, okay, okay, Haley, what feels the most relieved? How, what option makes me feel relieved in some way? If I say no, if I say yes, if I say this piece of truth instead of this piece of truth, like what feels like a big, deep breath? And that's kind of my measure. And then I kind of know that is what I need to do next. So I just love this. I love this idea of redefining who we are beyond the labels and the definitions that maybe others or ourselves have given. Because the truth is, is like, I've always wanted to be that person that could handle everything that was, you know, had all these friends and and just, you know, I don't know, it was the life of the party and, and, and had a ton of energy. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I still have a ton of energy at odd hours of the night. I'm recording this right now at 10 o'clock. <laughs> I have a ton of energy. So, um, yeah, you know, I've always wanted to be that person. But there is no greater suffering than wanting to be something other than what you're not. I'm sorry, other than who you really are. There is no greater suffering than yearning and longing and deeply wanting to be something else other than who you naturally are at your core. And our job is to figure that out, find that out through conversations, through introspection, through asking questions and digging deep and being honest and being courageous enough to throw away any definition or label that has ever boxed you in to who you really freaking are, right? Because You are the best version of who you are. And that might be freaking weird. Like, I'm weird. I am so weird. I am, like, 
I'm introverted and social and, you know, go crazy at 10 o'clock at night. I have loads of energy and then I'm very low and need to decompress. You know, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of racing thoughts and inspiration comes to me at all hours of the day. And I say sometimes what's on my mind, which is not good. I, I, I cuss too much, you know, like <laughs> I'm so strange and weird. And there's so many things I wish I could change about myself. And then, but, you know, if I pause this constant need to change and fix who I am, then maybe I can finally be just who I am. It's like, if we stop trying to better ourselves, can we finally just be ourselves? And I think that's where I find myself. So I'm just going to leave you with that thought. If we finally just stop trying to better ourselves and just be ourselves, as weird as they may be, strip off the labels that were given to us or that have defined us, and allow our true nature to come out as weird and quirky and crazy and messy and unconventional that it may be. If it's you, it's true, baby. If it's you, it's golden, period. And it's funny because the more I find that I'm accepting of myself, the more I can just accept the world around me, the shit, the storms, the chaos, but then also the beauty, the brightness, the sun which has always kind of been a struggle for me to fully actually receive and accept, right? So it's all interconnected. It's all intertwined. And I just really wanted to share that with you tonight because it freed me in some way. There was some part of my soul that was awakened. And now that I know this truth, and now that it feels so good to me, and I feel relieved and free, then I don't have to waste energy trying to be anything else than just who I am. And same for you. So thank you so much for joining me on Waking Up to Wisdom today. Today was just a little ditty, but it was a good one. So if you liked it, if you also agree that it was a good one, please rate and review it if you feel inspired to. If not, not a problem at all. And I will catch you next time on Waking Up to Wisdom.